lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast whose grief counselor recently died. He was so good, we don't even care. And my name is Larry Wu. And uh, I'm Curtis Withers. It's uh, been a while since uh, we've been able to get together to do a yes existentialist cucumber podcast. <laughs> we are back. In fact, we are we're going to name this the uh, what are we going to call it again? Sorry, <laughs> the, the, the catch up, the catch up episode. Catch so up, a little yeah. different format than we usually do. We will have our you know kind of things that we talk about going around town, but you know just kind of a catch up between ourselves and even with the audience. So. Now, we had taken a break. Now, we should have known better. You know, we mm. had to take a break because of renovations that you were doing at uh, at the studios over at your side. Yep. And we're thinking, oh, it'll be done on time. Yep. They'll yep. be fine. They'll be ahead of schedule. Yeah. And lo and, lo and behold, hey, you're yep. back. You're, you're uh, back. Yeah, we're, we're back. Uh, we've been back for like a couple of weeks, I guess. But like, we're really only now... Um, we were gone for, t for two months and then, um, you know, that it's been like a couple of weeks since we've been here, uh, that, that their contractors have been continuing to do work. Although, you know, they're at, the, they're at the point now where like, you know, the work's 95% done and I don't know, they say they have staffing issues, but I think they're onto other project projects. So, you know, we don't know when they're going to come in, <laughs> when they're going to finish. <laughs> Like so so just, just so to be clear, it's not done. It's not done. It's most I'd say it's about ninety to ninety-five percent done. But hey. there's still like there's no real critical elements left to do. Um but there's still like there's still things that need to be done. Um and there's things that we need that need to be done in Arthur's room before we can move all this stuff back. And we want to move his crib in there, right? Like, you know, like we've we've got got to the point where like you know that that room um is going to be it used to be an office it's going to be his room so his mm. change table his crib all his shit so you know i i and, and i want that to happen soon um but uh before he moves out of his crib before he moves out of his <laughs> crib yeah yeah so um you know like so it's been annoying like the 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 it's dragged on. It's gone way over budget, but I will say that the work that's been done has been pretty good. Like the, we got our bathroom expanded. The ba our bathroom was very moldy, very poorly ventilated, small. It was the worst room in the house. Mm -hmm. So we gave up some closet space in Arthur's room to expand it, put in a Toto Japanese toilet. We have a vanity in there now, you know, like a new bathtub, it's all nicely tiled. It looks sharp. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So. Now, 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 I, I have to ask you about this crown jewel of this Toto toilet. Can, can you can you explain what the Japanese Toto toilet is? Yes. So it's called the Toto Washlet, and um, you know, so it sort of looks at first glance like your average toilet until you notice. That on the side is a console, not unlike something that might be on the bridge in Star Trek, with m multiple functions. So once you sit on the toilet, it's very nicely contoured. And then uh, it's got a, a bidet 
where you can control, obviously, the force, the position, as well as the water temperature. Uh, it's got a heated seat that you can adjust. Uh, it's got a deodorizer. A deodorizer? Uh, yeah, yeah. So does it like is it like perfume or no? It's kind of like an ionizing type of thing. It it doesn't it doesn't add a new smell. It just it just lessens the and I can I can vouch for it because <laughs> I can vouch for it. Let's just say I can vouch for it and leave it at that. Okay. Um, and uh, so 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 it, it's it's not spraying some type. It's not spraying Febreze. Oh. No. Okay. So it's no. some other new science. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's got um, it's got a nice little. Um, uh, uh, heater, uh, dryer, like a dryer afterwards to dry your your backside after you use the bidet, um, and then uh, and then and then when when you're done, this little this little wand comes out and sprays the uh the bowl, and then and then goes back in, like, little, like like a turntable arm, yeah. Yeah, the, the old school ones that that actually like kind of had the automatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so wow. it comes out, it goes and sprays. And the other thing too, which is pretty neat, is that as soon as you sit down, it mists the bowl. It mists the side of the bowl to um, to to discourage um, clinging from whatever might okay find so, so its it- way. So so basically, it's like another bit of like cleaning cleaning yeah. the toilet itself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. This 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 is basically the only reason we got this reno done is just so that we could <laughs> comfortably fit this toilet into our house somewhere. So. It, it sounds like because the thing is, it, it's electric, right? So you had to yeah. bring in new power. Yeah. Yeah. Into we, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I had an interesting conversation i wouldn't go as far as saying a debate man let's call it a debate about the bidet Mm. i don't have one i think they're quite civilized and Mm. and when i go to europe i you know you always have a secondary bowl as the bidet and i i'm i i always partake like i i find it really funny because when you talk to people about the bidet they're freaked out like first they're freaked out and then they're like almost kind of disgusted in, in in the what the bidet does, and I said, do you, do you realize what it does? And, and they they still kind of get freaked out a bit, and and then it made me think, and I I I brought it up with this one person that I was talking to that was like kind of a bidet denier, mm. and yeah, exactly. And I, I I I said, okay, if you're at the park, and somehow you come in contact with some dog poop or maybe a bird poops on you and lands on your hand it you know the odds are 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 extremely high but it happens every it's happened to everybody you know accidental contact mm-hmm. you think about how someone behaves when that happens it's like acid got spilled on you you're running for water and you're like soaping you're scrubbing it down you know but when you but in North America, maybe the, maybe more of the English, you poop, and all you do like this is your poop, and this on it's on you. Like let's let's mm-hmm. face it, it's it's on you, and and all you do is wipe it with paper, mm-hmm. right? You wouldn't do that if you're out at like Trinity Bellwoods and you like accidentally come in contact with dog poop, you know? Yeah, you, you don't you wouldn't just wipe it and then go on with your day. No, absolutely not. 
I, I agree with you. Like I, I, I don't I don't understand why we have such a tolerance to um come in contact with our own poop when it can be avoided. Um <laughs> And and I've we before we had I don't know if I've mentioned this on a previous episode, but before we had this toilet on our old toilet, we had a a bidet called the Tushy, and it's like a hundred bucks, and you just hook it up to your water supply, and it's, it's not elegant like like this, but like it had pretty good water pressure, and it was pretty effective, and I I really felt that it changed my life. <laughs> but but it uses the water from the reservoir so it's pretty cold right. though right it's okay. cold you can get heated tushies and that again that requires you to have access to 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 electricity to an outlet yeah um but like this was just uh, we 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 it's still in the family because we when we couch surfed and went to heather's mom's place we brought it with us and left it there um so that when we're over there we have access to a bidet um so now we have bidets. The only family member that's missing a bidet type product is Heather's dad, and he is keen to get one. So <laughs> right now, if we're visiting family, if we're visiting my parents, if we're visiting Heather's mom, if we're visiting Heather's brother, if we're visiting my brother, there are <laughs> there are there are bidets at the ready. Excellent. Yeah, I, I I actually went to the Tushy website one time, and I do recommend people go and visit. They they're all of their marketing is so on brand, hugely on brand. Yes, and yeah. and like they have several different products with also kind of fun names or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I, I think I think their CEO or their founder has like an interesting kind of title that they gave himself from the, like the marketing people are totally tongue in cheek and, and they're in on the joke, right? Like, so, yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it, the, the product itself is, is, is funny, but they, they, they double down on it on their website and their branding. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do. Um, yeah, I would recommend it really. Like if anybody listening is interested in a bidet and, and, you know, wants an, an expensive option, they're easy to install. And I don't know, like just, I just felt felt like I could leave the house with confidence because like there's because sometimes like no matter how diligent you are, if you're just using paper, like no matter how diligent you are, you're just thinking like, did I do enough? My analogy of accidental dog poop uh, contact. Yeah. Yeah. Would you trust yourself just wiping it with with a paper towel and you're seeing it? Yeah. Like, right. You, you can visually see on your hand where, you know, maybe, it, you know, hopefully you're like praying, oh, hope it didn't get underneath my nails or. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I trust myself with, with, with very little. And I definitely don't, tr- <laughs> I definitely wouldn't trust myself with that. So, yeah, I just feel confident. Like, I just feel like, man, you know, like I, I, I feel like I can, I, I'm going out into the world with a clean backside. And, I think, you know, you feel it and then, you know, your confidence, yeah, your confidence kind of rubs off on others. They're like, hey, that guy is pretty confident. So, so you're you're like John Travolta at the beginning of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, you know, yeah. You just you just got a swagger with onto your stroll. Yeah, your probably I'm probably more like Peter Parker in Spider-Man 3 when he first <laughs> merges with a symbiote, but same idea. <laughs> I totally get it. Okay, well, hopefully the Renault will 
end and you'll have your entire house back in order and but you know hey you got the toto man geez like yeah. uh, congratulations i, it's, I i'm, it's, it's I'm kind of i'm, I'm kind of <laughs> jealous i i wish yeah. i wish in my my reno i i i i got something like that i had the foresight to yeah uh, kind of pick something like that up so it's not too late larry oh so curtis i i you told me at the at the beginning when we were planning out the episode you actually you guys actually got away and saw some movies because i guess because when you were couch surfing you had instant babysitters right yeah, it was one of the benefits. Is like there was a couple of times we got to go and um, and 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 do something, you know, by ourselves. We didn't do it often, but we did get to go uh, and and see um, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And and I'll just say like really quickly, um, I, I I I went in like with fairly high hopes because I have a high tolerance for kitsch, um, and. I think like it greatly exceeded my expectations. It was, it's a, it's a very good, um, you know, for what it is, it's a very good movie. And I actually felt that it was, that it's better than a lot of the more recent sort of post um, infinity war Marvel movies just kind of gets that, just kind of gets that, that, that like level of fun that those movies like had when they first started out. And and one of the Chris's is in it, right? Not not Evans, but Chris Pine. Chris Pine, yes, is yeah. is, is the lead character in it. Yeah, I say I don't even know why. Like I know, I guess is there enough cachet for a movie franchise to bother licensing out Dungeons and Dragons in their name? Because uh, that's, that's, that's one thing I was wondering. Is I was like, well, isn't it just a fantasy movie? Like, what does this have to do with Dungeons and Dragons, the tabletop game? Yeah, well, that's an interesting um, question because, yes, at, at its core, it could be any fantasy world, right? Um, but there are some good um, Easter eggs. It takes place in Neverwinter. Uh, or, oh, okay. or like the Forgotten Realm, so it's so it's yeah. it takes place in a, in a in 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 a in a official Dungeons and Dragons licensed setting, um, the most popular one I, I would I would imagine, and mm-hmm. there are they they mention characters that like um, like they mention Elminster, who if you know Forgotten Realms is like you know a fairly prominent character, and they mention they mention some of the cities. You know, okay, so they're using the lore. They use the lore. Uh, there's a really good Dungeons, and I don't want to spoil it, but the, uh, for people probably already know about it, but there's a really good Dungeons & Dragons-specific cameo in it That's okay. uh, that if you, you know, if, if you're kind of into you know, D&D, you'll go like, ah, that's really good. But um, but they, they use the license well, and uh, but they don't, over like you know like we we saw the my uh steve mcmillan and i uh went to see the warcraft movie when it came out Um, yeah in in imax but may i preface this by saying we had free passes (laughs) (laughs) and 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 like i kind of liked it only because at the time especially i was a massive warcraft fan but if you if you were uh, not a fan and didn't know like 
you know, and, and, and the thing is like, they tell the story way better in the video games than they do in this movie. Right. So, so oh, they always do. Yeah, yeah. But they had to, but they were really had, it seemed like they were really handcuffed by the license. Like they had to get certain things in. And this movie didn't feel like it was handcuffed by the license at all. Like it, no. it was just kind of like its own thing that just happened to be in the forgotten realms and, and, and made use of it, but didn't like beat you over the head with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you kind of brought back an interesting memory. I, I, one of the best Dungeons and Dragons video games came out of that lore, and that was uh, Neverwinter Nights. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. That was that was a really really good game. A very yeah. popular one too, right? Yeah, that whole they they, they there's because there's Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale and Neverwinter Nights. They were sort of like the developed by the same studio. Those isometric. Uh, RPGs, they, yeah, they were excellent. Neverwinter yeah. Nights was was the most ambitious of them. Had a had an awesome toolkit to make your own uh, adventures and stuff like that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, so you also saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I saw it yes. too. Yes. So I, I'm kind of interested in now. This is not necessarily a, a review segment, but let's let let's get your take initial take on it. What what did you think of uh, Guardians Three? I I really liked it. To me, it was kind of. For, I felt it was a return to form a little bit for Marvel. Um, it was a good. It was a good sort of send off for that that group. Um, they, it it wasn't perfect. Like I, I was kind of like I would have liked to see Adam Warlock handled a little different differently personally, but um, not not to say that the guy who played him did a bad job. Like. He, for 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 what he was he did he was he was good but like i just felt that the character was kind of like weird comic relief sort of you know and then and then and then has sort of like a a, a face turn i don't know it just seemed like it wasn't really explained very well um however like i loved the the integration of the music was like spot on like always I was. I had all those songs stuck in my head the next day. Like, yeah, it was. It was if that was James Gunn's farewell to Marvel as he goes on to DC, it was a good one. To, to not to, to run DC. Yeah, to right? run to run like, DC. Not, not, yeah. not just to go and direct a movie <laughs> for them, but yeah, the Adam Warlock thing. I know what you're talking about. I think the problem was that Marvel has, or they were trying to avoid, is they keep trumping each other with like this omnipotent character. And I think they were worried that, Oh, we're going to introduce another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they thought maybe let's make him like this infantile. Um, like he's got the intelligence of what, like, like a teenager. Yeah. He definitely sort of acts like a teenager. Like he's emotionally, uh, very much like a teenager. Yeah. Versus, you know, kind of the Adam Warlock, at least I know, like he's like this space being that's just kind of like this, um, like the Doctor Strange Cosmo guy, right? Yeah. Cosmic Doctor Strange, I guess. Yeah, I guess like for me, like, because Adam Warlock is, he's heroic in the comics, right? Like, yeah. And ultimately he ends up uh, as such in this, uh, in this movie. But, um, but because they teased him in the, in the, in the trailer, like the, uh, it, or the, uh, the post-credit, uh, scenes in the second movie with the cocoon and everything. I guess I was just really hoping that it would be like, you know, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he, he's like, a, a su- supremely powerful sort of, 
I don't know, Thanos level sort of threat, but, you know, he, uh, he, you know, Tur- like he turns kind of like he did in this movie yeah but i was it- hoping like he would be the bad guy and then he would kind of turn like they'd kind of appeal to his and and like it made sense in the movie for him to be you know because he's basically been hatched right so it made sense for him to be naive and i think even in the comics he's just a create he's just a creation of the high evolutionary right so I would ex- you would expect him to be naive, but I, I guess I was just expecting his his character to have a bit more gravitas. I guess I I I, I know what you're talking about. I, I totally get it, but I think yeah, I, I think they just wanted to do something different. Maybe they thought it would, this would be better for the movies. I don't know. I don't know what the call is when you're sitting in that boardroom and you're like, you want to do what to Adam Warlock? Yeah, sign off on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I don't know what those conversations are like. I, we won't kind of spoil it because it's somewhat out new. Mm-hmm. We'll spoil it another time. Maybe, maybe in the next episode, we'll we'll talk about what actually happens in it because I didn't want to necessarily spoil the movie enough. Otherwise, we just sit here talking about the movie all the time. Yeah. Let's go to some things that happened while we were off, and this is just not a headline per se, but a news story I wanted your opinion on, Curtis. And this came about back, I guess it was pretty close to a month ago. And this is with uh, Bonnie Crombie, who is now running for the liberal leadership, who is the mm-hmm. uh, mayor of Mississauga, the mm-hmm. one who's taken over for Hazel McCallion. The soon to be uh, completely independent Mississauga. That's right. The independent state or region of no more, know, whatever divorce. No, no, no more Caledon, Brampton dragging it down. Yeah. So this was Bonnie Crombie, and I'm not sure why they. You think they have better things to do, especially with the divorce from Peel Region? Yeah, she wanted to um, call a motion to support changing the lyrics to O Canada. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what does Mississauga have to do with the influence of changing the, the um, national anthem? So, so yeah, they, if they sign off on it, then what? That's my that's my thought, and I, I I think I'm more taking it like that that way. It's not like they're changing the Mississauga uh, national, uh, you know, regional anthem. Yeah, I don't. I do, yeah, like I don't quite understand. Does that mean that it would be in force in Mississauga, but not? <laughs> I don't, don't, don't know. This like is I, one of those. This uh, yeah. is one of those things. I think it's like I don't know holier than art thou moments for Mississauga, maybe. Maybe she heard that uh, as part of the divorce from Peel Region. Um, uh, is it what, what's what's his name? Brown, Patrick Brown. Patrick Brown. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe he maybe he was against changing the lyrics to Old Canada. Well, I think like a lot of people are, but I think it also has some. So I, I know I know what the what they're referring to um, is the changing of our our home and native land to our home on native land. Which was like a uh, not too recently. Uh, it was like at the NBA All Star Game, right? Yeah, it was um, uh, Julie when Julie Black uh, yeah. sang the uh, the anthem. Uh, no. She changed the word, and and um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think I think there was um, a poll recently that like thirty odd percent, I think, support changing it. Um, so, like, a not insubstantial number, not enough, really. I think to to 
to do it at this stage, but um, but yeah. I, I, I don't know why I don't know what what Crombie's motion. I guess I just don't know. Like yeah, to what end, right? Yeah, to what end? Like from a municipality to to, <laughs> to do it. Well, you know, I don't have any skin in the game per se on the national anthem. I don't have a, like a strong opinion about it because it's already changed a few times. Within my lifetime, it's changed, I think, a few, maybe two or three times. But it's also a song that's not like, I don't know, like, it's not like I sing it all the time or it doesn't make me, it doesn't, I don't know, make me feel more patriotic to Canada than I already am. So for me, go ahead and change it, you know, and, and uh, you know, whatever. But I just thought it was really weird to kind of bring it up in council. Like it wasn't like Mississauga supports changing this, whatever, um, you know, Ms. Black, the way she sung it. Great. We love it. Mississauga is way behind it, but it was like this formal decree and it was like on the agenda and just, I just thought it was kind of funny. And I remember seeing the headline when it came up and I was just like, oh, I got to get Curtis uh, opinion on this. But yeah, I I just think that something like that kind of needs to come at the national level. Like, you know, (laughs) we all know Mississauga is a, a very important city, but, um, you know, it just, it just, I could be missing something. Maybe there is, maybe, maybe there is some kind of knock on effect if like it passes in Mississauga that, but I don't maybe see how. Cas- like cascades, yeah, cascades into. I just don't see how. So maybe she uh, just wanted to get the conversation started. I don't know, but it just seems, it just seems like a weird move. Now, uh, she's already in. She already got into herself a little bit of hot water. This is like hot off the press. I think it happened today or yesterday when she kind of formally said that she's going to run. And then she started talking about the green belt, which is a little contentious issue right now because Doug Ford's now, you know, opening up parts of the green belt for development. And then she started talking about she's not going to touch the green belt, but she'll touch the white belt. (laughs) Do you hear about that? That's the white belt. (laughs) So that's what I said. So the white belt apparently is the land, like the perimeter outside the green belt. <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't never heard of that before. <laughs> Sounds like she's making stuff up to me. Yeah. And then, so then Doug Ford actually calls her out on it and basically said, oh, see, she agrees with my policy. Of doing this. Oh God. I love politicians because I, I go, uh, but that's what's happening right now, right? She's going out as mayor, but maybe one of the 105, 110 people that don't win Curtis in Toronto will go to Mississauga and run because that's what's happening right now. We have what? We're a week out? A week yeah, and a half? Yeah. Week and a half yeah. out? Next, next, next week is, is next Friday, I think. We're going to have a new mayor because I w- did he quit while we were while you while we were off? I think he did, right? That you whole did, yeah. incident. So yeah. we missed that too where yeah, during the pandemic, John gallivanting with uh, the staffers. Ah, oh, god, they can't these guys like come on, guys. You should and know th- that was and it was shortly after he got like reelected um fairly comfortably for what a third term. Oh, I and uh yeah so and it was also very shortly after he was given the uh strong mayoral powers uh by 
uh, Doug Ford, which I still haven't seen wielded yet. Maybe it's because <laughs> he left so soon afterwards. But this is but what but what uh, Doug Ford is now facing, which he never could have foresaw, is Olivia Chow as mayor of Toronto wielding strong mayoral powers that were given by Doug Ford. His worst I, nightmare. I, I wish I wish they could have um, you know symbolized that great mayoral powers in some kind of giant sword or sickle or hammer. Or yeah, like a some Nintendo type of power weapon. glove type yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, something, something yeah. that they can kind of wield. Yeah. Oh, getting back to the Tom uh, John Tory thing, uh, he was also like – having an affair with that woman when he was, when he had that pandemic hair, remember John Tory's pandemic hair? Oh yeah. It, it wasn't handsome. Yeah. <laughs> John Tory's, you know, I, I've met him. He's f- very charismatic guy, but that yeah. hair. Yeah. Eee. Yeah. He's uh yeah. I don't know. Like, I think like, you know, yeah, you're right. He, he was a charismatic guy. He seemed like a nice guy i guess like you know um, he, he he i can describe him as he's one of those politician type guys that just knows how to work the room yeah i mean right. his his thing like you know people talked shit about him you know after he was gone and people talked shit about him while he was mayor but like you know he he especially coming from the the rofo days right like <laughs> where, where, remember when Rob Ford was like, I can't remember what he was doing, but he was rushing to do something in the in in city council. He knocked over one of the other councilors. Like it's just you know, so to get to get John Tory there, you know, whether you liked his, whether you liked the job he did, whether you disliked the job he did, one thing that he could do is he could he could work with any councilor. Right. Like mm-hmm. if he had something that he wanted or if he was supporting something another counselor wanted to do, he could work with any counselor. And I think that was a, a, an underrated skill in yep. in and especially in city council where you have to build you have to build alliances and, you know, and consensus. Right? Yeah. And consensus. Well, yeah, it worked the room. Right. OK, mm-hmm. so I wasn't joking. There was like over 100 candidates now. Curtis, you are also wondering how to get 100 people to get on. It is so easy to run for mayor that I'm thinking in four years, Curtis, you and I, or maybe we get our logo to run as mayor for of Toronto. Requirement. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, because someone's dog is running for mayor. Like, oh, yeah. So. so, so apparently, if you were to run for mayor, Curtis, so in four years, I'm sure with inflation, it will go up, but I'm sure by a nominal fee. You need one, a nomination paper, which is just a form you print out and you fill it out. You need 25 signatures on that form. Okay, so 20, 25 real people. I'm sure we can find that. Yeah, no problem. Ex- acceptable identification. Yep. <laughs> a filing fee of $200, Curtis. Yeah. Now, you know, it might be tough to kiss that $200 goodbye. Is there any recourse to to get that back? <laughs> you know, all you have to do is submit uh, basically financial statements of your campaign. Oh. And you and you get it. So I, I'm thinking, you know, we, we're going to run a very slim campaign anyways. Our Our balance sheet might only have three lines on it. Yep. 
yeah. you know, it'll it'll be like 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 one Excel file. Jeez, oh, what do you mean one if, Excel if, file? If, I'll write it on that, a cocktail napkin. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to. I'll go to I'll go to Koss and get one of their napkins, and <laughs> maybe with a coffee stain on it. But yeah, they're right. They're like two hundred bucks, Curtis. Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Out of the twenty five people that you get to sign the, your thing, that's less than ten bucks a person. Yeah. In fact, you could ask ten bucks a person. Say that it's a political donation, so your friends all get a receipt. Yeah. And it's you very have, it's very low risk. Yeah, so I'm thinking we should do it just yeah. so that we can see our name on the ballot. Yeah, maybe get a few votes. Yeah. See what the fear is. We actually win. Yeah, then we'd have to like, I don't know. I I have to make up some kind of scandal so I don't have to go into the job because <laughs> I clearly don't want the job. No, unless you do, Curtis. Well, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it'd be pretty good. Well, now that we have bike lanes mayors. for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bike lanes for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but you didn't have strong mayor power. So if someone disagrees with you, be like, huh, that's nice. Yeah. I smite thee. Yeah. Motion denied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to oh. veto everything. I don't care. Okay. So let, let's, let's help our listeners. Maybe there's some people listening that are on the fence that can vote. So we already talked about the the front runner. I think she's polling again. The most important poll is at election day, but she's mm-hmm. polling thirty percent, so one third. Uh, Olivia Chow, long term time politician, uh, married to the late Jack Layton. Yeah, she's kind of coming out of retirement, right? Like, yeah, she's been what ten years out of. Uh, I don't think she did. She ever hold. Anything like she had a provincial seat, right? I think, at one point in time, yeah, I, I believe she did. Yeah, and in council sometime in the eighties, I guess. Some, but I don't, <laughs> yeah, uh, Trinity Spadina. Commun- she was the the um, she was the MP. Okay. Now the interesting thing about the Olivia Chow campaign. Now there is one more debate. I assume that they all went after her today. She basically pulled the Doug Ford in the last election where she just basically stayed quiet, didn't say anything, didn't do interviews, didn't kind of go on the talk show circuit. Because if you're the leader and you're polling high, the only place you can go is down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they went on that strategy, the Doug Ford strategy is, you know, where's Doug? You know, Remember that time when people were saying, hey, where's Doug? Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course, he's not going to show up to these things, right? Like he, they're afraid that, and I'm sure just like Olivia's uh, team, they're afraid of one small mishap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's one. Uh, I don't know if second place is Saunders still. So this is ex police chief. Yeah, he's kind of in that sort of fourteen percent range. There's a couple of guys that like Josh Matlow, I think, is in there and Yep, yep. So there's Josh Josh Matlow. So he he's been the counselor in my area. So I, I know Josh. But the problem is I think no one knows Josh outside of St. Paul's. And I think people I think people that do know him think he's a big shit disturber in a way. Which right, yeah. I think in a way he is, but I I don't know. I, I he's always been a good counselor to us and whatever. Like 
again, I, I'm, I'm not really supporting anyone per se, but okay. So you have uh, Saunders, ex-cop. Mm-hmm. He left shortly after um, the discovery of, of the serial killer. Bruce right? MacArthur. The yeah, Bruce MacArthur. Think, think, the, yeah, he... He, yeah, he was. Uh, he'd, he 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 would. He, he, well, he killed all those people. They were all like um, people who 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 lived in the gay village or frequented the gay village. Or, but like, there was the um, sort of. Uh, but that controversy. Felt, yes, yeah. yeah, that community felt like Saunders wasn't wasn't taking it seriously, or, or the they police were, force they, wasn't yeah. taking it seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because I think I think that might have been, I don't know if he was thinking about leaving anyways, but that that seemed to be, like I, I, I wouldn't go as hard as saying the nail, but definitely something that like oh you know, I gotta, I'm out. Yeah, like he'll he'll, he'll get some like the Law and Order candidate always has some support, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Because, like, if you read the Toronto Sun, then you think, like, you're going to die, you know, walking to get the mail. So, yeah. <laughs> so you want, the, you, you want the law and order candidate to make sure that doesn't happen. Yep. Uh, so we talked about Josh. I think there's, uh, what, Brad Bradford? Yeah, he's my, uh, he's my counselor. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know okay. what? It's funny. You know, like, he lives, like, on my street, I think, pretty much, or just down the road from me. And I have got no literature from him. <laughs> Be the easiest, the easiest uh, bit of direct marketing, for just putting them on the street where you live. I've seen nothing. So, if you actually see him, would you call him Bradley? Bradley, Bradley, Bradley for Brad, Brad squared, Brad squared. Uh, you know so- what? He's one of those guys too. And I just want to say, like, you know what's bugged me the most about this election is everybody's signs because they always, they, they, their layout is weird. Bradford's is like this. Olivia Chow's is like this. I think Matt Lowe's is like this. Maybe not Anthony Fury's, but they said, but it'll say the first name and then for mayor and then the last name. So it looks like Olivia for mayor Chow instead of (laughs) Olivia Chow for mayor. And it's like all these guys have it. And it just drives me nuts. I think it's the copy editor in me. It's like, just that layout (laughs) is terrible. (laughs) You know what it is? They probably all went to the same guy to get them designed. Probably. There was a a discount. Here, if you pick this layout, I'll give you a discount. Yeah. I'll just change the font a little bit, but the layout (laughs) will be, font and colors will be different. Layout's the same. Flat rate. Yep. Uh, there's Anna Bailau, who I think is like mid, uh, it's just south of St. Paul. So I think I guess she's like south of DuPont. Like, yeah. I, again, another counselor. If you were in that area, you would know her. Uh, what Mitzi Hunter, who I actually was quite surprised how low she is polling, because she is what the she was part of the she's part she left the Liberal Party and she was what the education critic or was she actually the education minister at one point in time provincial yeah, I can't politician remember, but yeah i do i do remember her uh yeah her, provincial politician you'd think yeah i remember her having a fairly high profile in the yep no traction i think i think what happened was olivia showed up and then she she lost at that point uh but one person uh we want to kind of talk about so i don't want to miss out i think the, those were all the front leaders and then anthony fury is probably 
he, he's, at the tail end, or is he? I think he's had the greatest trajectory of recent. I yeah, think. he's one of those guys. He's 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 got enough support to be in the mix. So I think so. He's in the debates um, and stuff. But like he's he's sort of like yeah, he's around the ten percent, sort of like eight to ten percent. I think kind of kind of range. So so he's uh, he's ex press, right? He yeah. I think you said we he used to write for Post Media. Yeah, he had a column. Yeah. Now he's, you know, he's basically, you know, the say no to bike lanes. Um, yeah, this is one thing I want to talk about. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about after the Anthony Fury um, drill down. Is he's also, you know, let's keep the gardener, and that that's kind of seems to be like a, I don't know, a really interesting issue. I don't have any skin in the game there, but I, I I'd like to kind of bring it up with you. But um, so. The thing with Anthony Fury is there's there's been this story going around recently about what we believe is these AI generated campaign images for either social media or it was on his website, right? Yeah, I believe it was on his website. So these are all kind of dystopian, make you feel <laughs> bad, but Anthony's <laughs> gonna be the one to save you. Yes. So there's this one photo, safer streets in transit. And I, I've i lived in the city for quite a long time. I think I know enough that if I see something, I know exactly what neighborhood or where this is. I have no idea where this image is. So this image is like a street. There's barren. There's no cars, which automatically I'm saying, that's not Toronto. And there's just like a line of, I guess, homeless people. Yeah, and there's one like person with a red headband just sitting in the road, and then everybody else is on the sidewalk. Some of them kind of look ethereal, like, like they're kind of like 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 the ghosts in uh, Jacob Marley at the beginning of uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, they got that kind of or like or like you know when um you, you know you know when uh, Aragorn um gets that army of undead at the end of return of the king like <laughs> like those but, 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 it's, but it's supposed to make you feel bad because oh my god there's all these homeless people on the streets whatever so i guess is he going to ship them away <laughs> yeah well yeah i'll take a page out of ron DeSantis's book and just like send them to uh to a more liberal city i don't know is there a more liberal city than toronto Ottawa, Ottawa. <laughs> That's where they're going. Yeah, but you know, um, but the funny thing is, is the streets. There's not a single car on the road. It, it looked like a bomb hit this city, and this is like the lineup for like post-apocalyptic food stamps, where you have your you do these menial jobs to get your um, your 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 portion of food. But also the skyline is also a dead giveaway. It's like, where is this? <laughs> Not yeah. Toronto. No, no. It looks it looks kind of like, you know, like, like there's a couple of office buildings that are, but there's no like skyscrapers. And, and I kind of like, you know, it the way the sun is setting sort of at the end of the street, kind of, it's kind of a bit idyllic. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. Like the it next- could, it could be worse. Like he, it should have been at night. There should have been like you know like a needle cars somewhere. on fire cars on fire. It, it, yeah. It's basically it's basically a, a a screen grab from the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, like it like th- this this is a pretty well behaved looking crew. This looks like 
this looks like the the daytime of um uh, Carpenter's Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah, it has that <laughs> that sort of <laughs> that sort of vibe. Um so the next one is Anthony Fury. So this is Safer Streets in Transit Part 3. So I guess he's got like this uh, trifecta of series of Safer Streets in Transit. So this is No More Tent Cities. So this is I guess it's Trinity Bellwoods again. The skyline doesn't match. Mm-hmm. It, you're in a park, but there's all these tents neatly lined up. Yeah, it looks And they're all in great condition. Yeah. Like, by the way, this this looks like uh like Mech is having a uh, outdoor sale. Yeah, uh, it very much does. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, oh, it kind of looks like you know Coachella or one of those kind of things, <laughs> but it's not even that. It's way too organized for that. Even like, <laughs> there's no one. They, if there was someone puking off to the side of one of the tents, I'd give you that Coachella. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, or like you know, a bunch of people like just rat ram together to see like um, I don't know. So apparently he'll fix the tent cities, Curtis. Yes, apparently he will. Uh, the next one, I'm, I'm. It's just. It looks like it's a food bank. Older lady creating jobs in renewed prosperity. Apparently or, or, or is she supposed to be working? Like, think, is think, this is this supposed to be like an old person working, which is dystopian to me? Right. Well, I don't know. The other two ladies behind her seem to be in uniform. She's not, but she does have a name tag. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. An, that one, that, an, but, an illegible name tag. Yeah. That one That one basically kind of brings us back because this next one, the final one, this one, I don't even understand. This is, it confused me more than anything else. This is creating jobs and renewed prosperity. So I believe what they were going for is a couple looking concerned about their economic future because they're they're interviewing or being questioned or maybe they're talking with a gentleman that their their back of their head is 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 kind of shown so but they're looking concerned yes i should be i think the man's more concerned because his wife suddenly spawned a third arm yeah yes that's that that's not a joke it's not a trick of the camera there's a woman, she's sitting, and she's leaning on the table with her arms folded. Larry, you pointed out also that one of her hands is enormous, which I didn't notice before. Well, it's just because, like, like the way she's leaning forward, she's yeah. got her arms folded. Her wrist is on the table. Yeah. But her fingertips go, like, almost to her shoulders. Yeah, they're well past her bicep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but the, but the piece of resistance is there's a third arm coming up and wearing a completely different shirt. Yeah, it's like, it's like this plaid shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's like plaid this plaid shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah. She's wearing this what looks to be like maybe a green cardigan of some kind. Yeah. She's wearing a green cardigan and then there's this plaid shirt and it's coming up and and then and then then the hand is on her chin. So that's supposed to be her like hmm kind of thinking concerned, concerned thinking concerned. Yeah. yeah. But it's a third arm, and it's coming up from her folded arms. <laughs> At first, I thought it was the husband's arm, and I thought, yeah. why, "Why is why is he rubbing her chin?" And then I realized, wait, his arms are also messed up too because he's missing a hand. Yeah, he's missing a hand, and he's got kind of like this um, Mobius strip thing going on with his arms. Like they just seem to go in like a continuous sort of um, pattern. So, like one, his his his. His left arm goes into his right sleeve, 
but then but then you can see one of his hands of you know sticking out still so where's that hand coming from this is something I, I just noticed about this photo now Curtis so assumably that maybe they're sitting with the bank manager maybe that's or maybe that's what they're talking maybe that's what's happening the interesting thing is look at her eyes and she's clearly not looking at the bank bank manager in the eye she looks like she's looking over him or looking at the bad toupee that the bank manager might yeah, have. Yeah, that's true. He does. Yeah, that's what it does look like. Hmm. And, and maybe she's wondering. I wonder if he, if I should say something. His toupee is shifted or something. And yeah. then the husband. The husband's not in the conversation. He's like looking off to the side, probably checking out some person working at the bank. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. He's got the got uh, his his gaze is drifting. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's just definitely drifting. He's like, man, that woman just has two arms. Maybe I could, <laughs> maybe I could go for that. Um, yeah, but, but also, but also to scale her, her third plaid shirted arm is also looks a little small. It does. So also, it almost reminds me of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Total Recall. It's like the Quato. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. But but my question to you, Larry, is how does how, like. How does this get past any sort of quality control? Like, like it'd be one thing if there was like a cu- a couple of like glaring mistakes that, but that were still like biologically possible, and you could say, "Oh, well, that's just crap co- quality control." But this is like a comical level of incompetence. All I know, Curtis, is that person who was in charge or whoever was working on this image needs needs. No, I'm not even saying need has to remove attention to detail off their resume. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 maybe remove proficient with uh, Adobe Photoshop out of that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's pretty in, in, in fact I might actually I, I might actually just save this image forever. <laughs> Just gotta keep it off to the side, right? Forever. I, um, I I think I think like you you know, five years from now, you might come back like you might be feeling I don't know, you're feeling a little down in the dumps or whatever, or you're you know, and then you'll find that image, you know, on your yep. on, on your computer somewhere and you'll laugh. Yeah. I'm not this person. <laughs> Remember when somebody was running for mayor of Canada's biggest city, and they and they included they included impossible mutants in their campaign. <laughs> well, they need jobs and renewed prosperity, Curtis. That's true. Quato, maybe things aren't doing so well on Mars, and Quato needs a job. <laughs> um, I don't now Heather. Uh, did go and uh, vote ahead of time. Yes. Did she? Did she describe the accordion-like picnic blanket that is the voting sheet? Uh, she she said she said there was a lot of options. <laughs> I, I oh, also wasn't there was another politician. I, he's nowhere near polling or whatever. But it's the, the the Chinese guy. I think he's in Scarborough. I can only guess he's in Scarborough because I I started seeing his signs in Scarborough. Then I saw one around the corner from my house mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy spent a lot of money on signs. Yeah. He is the only guy, uh, Gong, 
It's yeah. the same. He goes by Edward Gong sometimes. Uh, and then he goes by, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but uh, Chao Hua Gong as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, he is the only person to have delivered literature to my house. <laughs> or not him personally, but somebody did. Oh, you never know. It might have been but, see, but see, the one thing about him, and again, not he couldn't choose, but you know the Chinese folks won't vote for him because he on his campaign f- uh, lawn signs and literature I've seen with him, he tells you what number he is on the voting sheet. And now Chinese <laughs> folks are very superstitious about their numbers or maybe they're, I don't know, it's not really numerology. It's just phonetically in Chinese, this is, it, the word sounds good. Eight is a very popular sought after number i i assumed he should have asked for eight or 88 mm-hmm. unfortunately this guy this is the chinese guy he's he got 44 which could possibly be the worst number combination <laughs> because the number four phonetically in chinese uh sounds like death mm-hmm. so he's double death double so death. he's doubling down on death do you, do you know what else i love about this story is that 88 is a possibility <laughs> That's how many candidates there are. You could be candidate 88 on the ballot. Yeah. <laughs> you and I could be 88 next in next, four years, Curtis. Next time, yeah, for sure. What, 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 would our, what would our campaign slogan be? The politicians that no one asked for? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we'll call it that. Sometimes a grift is just a grift. Yep. We'll just parole. Well, our first thing that we're going to do is parole uh, council. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So we don't have to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this or, face, or face the press. This city runs itself. <laughs> well, we have strong mayor powers, right? So, yeah, that's right. Okay. Please go and vote. Vote for the dog if you want to. Apparently there is a dog running. Now you have to vote for the master, but, and he's the spokesperson. Yeah. But okay, so let me get back to one of those issues, the gardener. I think they were talking about the eastbound ramp to the lakeshore. Apparently, they want to tear that down or it's torn down. Uh, Curtis, you're somewhat East End. Like, do you care about it? Like, I don't have skin in the game, so I can't say if it's a good idea, bad idea. The gardener being a very main artery into the city. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't care about it, really. Like, if they can find a way... <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it sounds like one of those ones where where like, and this is so Toronto where they started doing something, and then I don't know if a new administration came in or something happened, and it got half done, and there's all these sunk costs, and then there's some people who are like just finished tearing it down or just finished doing whatever, and then there are other people who will be like, but that will even cost more money, and if we did, you know, I don't know enough about what they're doing to go to comment. Yeah. I know that so, doesn't usually stop me, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but I guess, I guess, so am I to believe that what's going to happen is that you come down on the DVP and it turns in the gardener like that, that piece stays, right? I think you just can't go, you just can't go anywhere East. Yeah. And I think, or, and I think, I think what the issue is maybe is that like even keeping the gardener at that level is just going to be like way too expensive. Like according to, I don't know. 
I, according, according I, you know, the guard, the gardener again, like it's one of those things that has its proponents and it has, it has like its opponents. And that's why it's kind of like the job is half done. Um, and like, I, I'll say one thing about the gardener that I like is I like driving along the gardener at night because it's elevated and you're driving through like all the, all yeah. the, and it's kind of blade runner looking, you know, like, you know, yeah. No, and you also have this nice kind of view of the city. Yeah, but uh, but it does. Um, it, it is ugly oh, when you're on the ground. Like it's you know, nobody ever goes like I or I don't. I don't like going like south of where the gardener is because I don't want to go underneath it. Like I just yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't want just, anything falling just, on me. No, uh, no, and which. You know, I, I know you say that jest, but 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 it's a as 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 you know, it's a jest that's uh, has has very much a kernel of truth. Parts of oh, the gardener fallen down. Now, why didn't Anthony Fury just take a photo of underneath the gardener? Well, this I don't know. I I like I, I don't know if he's trying to. Sh- <laughs> maybe maybe he's like a, a maybe he's kind of like a a a. a a tech buff and he's just like i just want to look i got this cool ai <laughs> ai rendering <laughs> program i want to just i want to test it out i'm it's gonna put just, it through the paces and, and uh for anyone that saw the remake of total recall see how we kind of like bringing arnold total recall throughout this episode um it was filmed right a big famous scene was filmed underneath the gardener <laughs> oh is that true i didn't even know that oh yeah the movie was filmed in toronto well, a lot of it. I guess that's you not know. surprising. You know, and, and there's a scene, I don't know, where maybe he's trying to escape and you're underneath the gardener and you can tell because there's they try to make, I don't know, I guess in future, we're always driving on highways above us. I don't know. So so, Tor- um, so Toronto has in film been a substitute for New York City, Chicago, Raccoon City, yeah. and Mars. Well, I don't know about Mars per se. I think whatever city starts off in Total Recall, oh, whatever, okay. I think it's Los Angeles. I think it's like Los Angeles or oh, something, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You. I don't know what what city is a uh, what's that uh, Guillermo movie? Uh, the water sea monster. Oh, the Shape of Col- Water. Yeah. What what city is that supposed to be? I I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, so maybe it's just on Makeup City. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Good one day. one more topic I want to bring up before we end the episode, the catch up episode. Geez, see, Curious, we already gone an hour and we haven't even we talked have... about what we were going to talk about, uh, which was like Diablo three uh, or Diablo five, Diablo four, no, four. Jesus yeah. Christ, Diablo four <laughs> and uh, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So we, we yeah, we, we, we'll have to come yeah, back to we'll that. Have to come back to those ones, but. But Diablo Four becoming the fastest selling Blizzard game ever, and that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, considering the considering what they only have four games. <laughs> well, yeah, considering and, and they're all massive, right? Like Warcraft, yeah. the Warcraft uh, franchise, Starcraft, Overwatch, even yeah, they, like they're, they're you you want to talk about AAA titles? No, these guys make only titles. Like, and these games yeah. take ten years to make for them, but. I wanted to bring up this one. This is uh, rest in peace, Pat's. Not sorry, rest in peace, Pat Sajak's career on Wheel of Fortune. Yes, he's still alive. I'm afraid, but no, I'm just joking. No, he is. <laughs> he's, he's still around. It went dark. Yeah, exactly. We, we went really dark there. Okay, no, he he. So uh, Wheel of Fortune going. He's leaving, and I assume 
Vanna is leaving after 41, 42 years? Yes. Yeah. Like um, almost as long as we've been alive. Like that's crazy. So Curtis, would you ever go on to the Wheel of Fortune? Is that like a, is that like a game show that you would kind of put yourself into? Or yeah, you see yourself I, I, playing? I would, I would, yeah, I, I would do it. Um, we had, uh, <laughs> we had a Wheel of Fortune for the Commodore sixty four, and uh, one time uh, I was playing with my brother, and uh, the uh, the answer was sliced pineapples, and uh, you know Ke- it was Kevin. And he's like, I'm gonna solve, and he like cracks his knuckles, but he types, but then he's he's ty- he's he was typing all the letters instead of just the letters that were necessary. Cause like most of the puzzle was solved <laughs> to end up being like sluiced panapla or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, that's probably not the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened on wheel of fortune. Oh God. Uh, I, I, you, you, you see them all over, but you know, they could be all AI generated, whatever. But yeah, there's always those embarrassing ones where, they're like, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? The thing about Wheel of Fortune, I, I've been watching a bit more of the more recent ones and I, the new rules or they have this one puzzle. And I think it's, is it, I forgot what they call it. Is it first to last or whatever, where there's, it's basically two words. They're related to each other with the word in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot what there's a name for it. I I, I don't dig that. I, I'm like, I guess they needed something to kind of, you know, improve the game. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, long time, long time. So, my dying question: Do you think uh, Pat and Van and Vanna ever hooked up throughout the forty uh, some odd years? At some point, <laughs> you, you think, think you're you're, be, you're on the yay yeah, camp? I think it have to. But, okay, Curtis. So before yeah. we sign off, or, or sorry, did you have one more thing? About no, no, Pat? no, no. Go ahead, please. Okay, uh, let me ask you: What is your favorite game show? So I watched. I watched a lot of them uh, growing up, and yeah. uh, like, can I? Can I? Can I give a couple? Because um, because my favorite my favorite thing in and I think and I'm not alone in this. I know a lot of people like it. Um, in a game show is Plinko in The Price is Right. I don't know why. I just but but but, really, that, but so you say but you're not saying Price is Right. You just like Plinko. Yeah, I like. I mean, <laughs> okay. I like Price is Right, but I like I particularly like Plinko. But my favorite game uh, okay. was um, Press Your Luck. Okay. Yeah, with the whammies. Yep. Yep. Very good. Yeah. I will have to go with just because it, you know it's it's celebrity driven and uh, it's uh, Hollywood Squares. Yeah, Hollywood Squares was good. Shadow Stevens always holding it down on the center square. <laughs> Damn right! I remember the Fat Boys were on one time. All three Fat Boys in one square. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, like and and then and then of course when you were a kid you were like oh you're 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 totally popping if like one of the Muppets. Yeah. Right. Is in one of the squares. Yeah. Kermit or Gonzo or whatever. Yeah. 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 Sometimes they would be, yeah, they would shout out to the kids. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I like that, you know, cause there's always like, it's, it's basically like stand up comedians trying to give you right or wrong answers and things like that. Right. And wasn't the whole point of the game was you had to see if they were saying the right answer or not. Was that the whole point of Hollywood? Squares? Yeah, they would. So they would, yeah, they'd give a question to the celebrity 
and then you would say I agree or I disagree uh, okay. to get the you know, and then if if you got it right, it'd be like circle gets the square, you know, or X gets. So you, you know, you might go for the black. So yeah, we, we Kevin and I were always laughing like. If you pick the fat boys, just pick the fat boys and disagree, and you'll always get that square. <laughs> it's very okay. strategic. One last question, and it is about Hollywood Squares because uh, it's celebrity driven. If we, if I don't know, is it on the air right now? I don't think it is in any type of shape, way, shape, or form. No, it should be. Game shows are game shows are not really that like. Game shows aren't really there. I think they're all taking over with reality type game shows where it's like, you know, leave with yeah. a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leave with a man. Like, like, um, like Jeopardy is still on. Okay. In today's world, 2023, who's the in the center square? Uh, bu- 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 Ellen DeGeneres. After her TV, after yeah, her talk show, yeah, sure, exactly. Oh, that, you know, yeah. yeah, like post now that she's retired, Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, okay. I, I, I was, I was, you know, if he, if he wasn't doing anything, I would, I would say like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's a very funky Hollywood Squares. <laughs> <laughs> I would, that's, I would prefer that, but. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a really weird, really weird Hollywood squares. We'd offend a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's, that's you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking that, and maybe you know, once in a while, yeah, you bring on the musical guest, and you're right, you have to kind of bring on someone who's like really, really not smart. <laughs> just 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 like you just feel bad, like you're yeah. just not smart. Right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So who would that who would that be? Who'd the not smart person be? I don't know. Any of the Kardashians, I guess. Oh yeah. Maybe. Or is, that too, <laughs> is that too is that too obvious? Uh no, no. No, I think uh but yeah, I wouldn't oh, want it to I be, know, oh. I know. I, I don't I don't know his name. Uh Taylor Swift's current boyfriend. Did you ever hear his antics? He doesn't no. sound like a smart guy. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, quickly look at his that, name. That's, that's disappointing. I, I would. I always thought that Tay Tay would have uh, would have would have great taste. Uh, Joel Alwyn. Joel Alwyn. Yeah, he, I think he's another uh, singer, but obviously not as his career is not as taken off by her. Oh, there he is. He's oh, he's a, he's an English. He's an Englishman. Well, there you. Yeah, he might be. He might be the guy that put the, in the. You put him in one of the corners. Like, don't put him in 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 like a a you know the center square or whatever. Just yeah, stick him no, in but, but but I guess I guess what you need. You, remember when um, Saturday Night Live had the famous sketches of of doing uh, Jeopardy? Oh yeah, of course. And Will Ferrell was uh, Pat Sajak. No, it's not Patrick. Um, yeah, Alex Trebek. Alex, Alex yeah, Trebek. Yeah, as the straight guy, as as straight Alex Trebek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was um, Sean Connery, uh, Burt Reynolds, and there's always a third. Yeah, but the third I think is random. But it's always yeah, Sean it was Tom Connery. Cruise one time. I think it was uh, Ben Stiller playing Tom Cruise one time. And uh, yeah, it was always like, yeah, the guy who played uh, Connery was great. Yeah, not a big fan of the ladies, are you, Trebek? <laughs> Turd Ferguson. T- 
Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Ferguson. <laughs> I think that was Nor- no- was that Norm Macdonald playing? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like his one like non like weekend update. Uh- yeah, and, and, and the funny thing is he didn't even bother. Like I don't know, is it even a is it even a Burt Reynolds impression? Like it's <laughs> like kind of. <laughs> I mean, it works. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get like the one guy's trying really hard to be Sean Connery, but yeah. like a complete dick. Yeah. Well, actually, they're both dicks to yeah. Quebec, but yeah. it, but the the Burt Reynolds one is the one that's the one I don't. I guess it's seventies. I think it's supposed to be seventies Burt Reynolds. Yeah, because right? isn't he kind of doesn't he have like the hat and like sort of like yeah. the Smokey and the Bandit look and all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn Ferguson. Turn Ferguson. He's you know just like laugh, like does that like like that dismissive laugh all the time? Yeah. Yep, Turd and uh, you know. <laughs> Let's leave it off there. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You can catch Curtis and I now that we're back weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere you can get your favorite podcast where you can. Please hit that subscribe button, hit that like, maybe leave a comment. And even uh, you can leave Curtis and I a question on Spotify these days and or comment on the on the episode and uh, we'll read it on the air and it will help others find our little podcast. Curtis, any last words in our comeback episode? How do you feeling? Are you feeling a bit rusty? I, I, yeah, I can feel that I was a bit rusty. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Had its moments. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> Maybe a little, but uh, I just wanted to give, uh, give a shout out to um, Kitchener, Ontario uh, and Jamal Murray. Um, for the uh, point dominant guard, point dominant point guard for the Denver Nuggets, forming that one-two punch with Nikola Jokic, and uh, congratulations to the Nuggets for winning their first ever NBA championship. And how long have they been a franchise? Was it forty? No, has it been forty years? I don't forty. I don't know for sure, but a while. Yeah, probably like a long Leafs, time. Yeah, Leafs take Leafs take note. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or even Leafs take note because uh, Vegas won the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. In six seasons. Six seasons. Their second cup final. Well, the first, the first cup final was their expansion here. In the desert. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Cue, yeah. Cue, the Ameri- cue, cue America at this point in time, right? Yeah. Desert uh, with the horse of no name. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it? Or in the terms of the Leafs, it's beating a dead horse in the rain yeah the leaves are always beating that dead horse <laughs> next year though larry next year is going to be different okay you know sure i i i <laughs> I, I, I can still i can still see right now on on ebay i'm looking at the uh, secondary market sports uh, paraphernalia sites and they're still trying to get rid of uh, leaf jerseys so if you're looking for a sundine jersey i think uh, you can easily get one Wow, you know, I, I, I think like I'm at that point now where where Sundin at least they at least they uh, they made like the conference finals when Sundin was there. <laughs> Feel almost wistful. <laughs> All right, uh, again, thank you for listening, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. You won't hear me I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.